Welcome to Run Club. We're dipping back into an episode we recorded months ago, but never aired. I feel like we've gotten better at this podcasting thing, so please have some mercy on us when you hear this. You know, I've been sick, uh, and I was afraid that it could have been COVID, so I was being extra cautious and staying away from anyone until I received test results. Fortunately, I was negative. Um, I was able to get back to normal. Um, I tell you what, it is tough living on the other end of the house from your wife, because um, I really like that lady. Well, I've got I've I've got a question that's just burning a hole inside. I mean, I, I know everybody listening is too. They say that test is horrible. Was it? I didn't think it was bad. Although I will say this: when I did a drive-through test, and so as I went through, they told me to lay my head against my my seat rest because uh, people apparently are trying to squirm away from them once they start sticking that thing back to your brain. And so I can see why people would do that because it is a little weird and it's a little uncomfortable. It's it's a little intrusive. No. Well, I've heard they tell you to put your car in park too. Oh yeah, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Because I, I could see somebody. Oh yeah, somebody running something up their nose and them hitting the gas, and that could that could turn bad real quick. So uh, it wasn't as bad as what uh, you hear then. No, I don't think so. I don't think made my eyes water a little bit, but yeah. Other than that, it wasn't too bad. So. Well, I hope everybody enjoys. Yeah, I agree with Dean. Um, we're still not good at this, but we're way better than we were uh, in those first episodes. And uh, so I hope everybody enjoys this podcast. Yeah, just remember that, that you know there's a lot of things going on out there that can derail us and get us off the path that God has for us. This is one of those things. I pray that you're able to find strength through the things that God lays on your hearts. And you're able to keep plodding down the very path that he has laid out for you. Uh, there's some big problems, some big obstacles out there. Uh, but we serve a God who cannot be measured by size. He's bigger than any problem, bigger than any obstacle, bigger than anything we can possibly conceive. Us plus God equals victory. And so I've read the book. I know the ending. Uh, many of you out there have read the book as well. Um, I like the ending. Mm -hmm. So uh, God didn't say it would be easy, but he did say it would be worth it. So uh, we hope that you enjoy this throwback albeit not that far back, edition of the Run for God Run Club uh, podcast. Um, so may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we're able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. As always, I am joined by Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Hey, hey, Mitchell, let me ask you this question. Is there such a thing as too much running? I bet your answer is no, but I think my answer is yes. I think everything, um, I think everything should be done in moderation, running included. And I agree with you. I'll tell you a story. I've got a friend of mine who. Uh, he, but our he, idea of moderation is very different. That's true. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. To me, moderate moderate is sixty miles a week. That's way that's, too much that's, for me. <laughs> But I had a friend of mine who decided one time he was going to see just how far and how much he could get out of a lot of extra miles. Ran 200 miles in a week. Wow. 
training for a marathon just to see how that would how his body would react to that. Two hundred was too many. Just so we know, that's that's Probably too many. Probably about hundred and fifty too many for me. Yeah, <laughs> I've but, I've had some hundred mile weeks before. I've done. Yeah. I've had some hundred mile weeks, and it's just that's a lot of a lot of time on your feet. It is a lot of time. But truthfully, if you're wondering, the studies are really inconclusive. There are some studies out there that show that actually running 20 miles or less a week is more beneficial than running more. But the studies are a little muddy in the way that they were administered. And so there's really, really not a good study out there. Probably the best study out there shows that any, any more running you do actually is better for you. So, but they didn't study people who were running 150 miles a week. So, yeah, those people are just crazy. Yeah, I, I think I think everybody's different. You know, I I like I like to run a whole lot less. You like to run a whole lot more. That doesn't make me wrong and you right, or 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 vice versa. But I, yeah, I think it comes down to preference. It's all what's your moderation. It's yeah. one of the things that's great about running is Absolutely. that we we can relate to each other whether we run 10 miles a week or we run 80 miles a week. We're all runners. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get started. We this is uh, uh, brought to you by J Radio, the greatest online platform for music you'll find anywhere. Go check out J Radio. As a Christian runner, you might find it hard to decide what to listen to while you run. If you are looking for positive and Christian music that will help you keep your pace, check out the Radioactive Station on the new J Radio. We'll take care of picking the music so that you can concentrate on your run. Plus, you can count on us to make sure that the music is uplifting and encouraging. Check out jradio.com or download the app in your app store. Okay, so we are going to talk this week about a couple of things, but this this first story from Michelle Kraft is called But God. We've probably all heard that phrase in a sermon or two. Yeah. Uh, because it's all through the Bible. And so uh, Michelle Kraft is from Burlington, Kansas, and this is her story. I considered myself a lazy runner when my running journey began. I preferred not to push it, run too fast, run challenging hills, nor do speed work. As time passed, God changed my heart, my focus, and my outlook, not just in running, but in life and my faith too. Over two years ago, I was very uncomfortable committing to even running 14 miles a week with a team to achieve a cumulative year-end mileage goal. I think we've all been there. (laughs) The next year, I started reading the devotions books and found myself committed to training for a marathon. The devotions that are now live through this podcast. Absolutely. Again, I was very uncomfortable, and I didn't like the training and pushing my limits as it required me to do. But God intervened, and it was done for His glory. Then came the next year. I was unsure about goals to set for the year. I like to keep it safe and in control, but I handed that control over to God. But that didn't make the path easy. Sometimes I have to relinquish control over and over again. I was feeling led to set two scary, nearly impossible goals, running 2,017 miles in a year and attempt a sub-four-hour marathon. I was only thinking about how much time, discipline, and commitment it would take. At first, I forgot to just focus on one day at a time. Then I read in the devotion book about my box, my comfort zone, 
I would peek outside of it and dream about doing something new or challenging, but then like a turtle, I'd quickly pull my head back inside. My box has grown substantially in the last few years, but remains present, a zone I need to step out of in order to fully experience God, God's plans for my life. God can speak to us in so many ways. I've learned to always be looking for His Word and His hand in everything because He is always there. I'm grateful God has taken me on a running journey. The, the way that running parallels my faith and is no coincidence. Running is hard and it causes discomfort, but it is also full of joy and so rewarding. The same can be said about life. Life is hard and causes discomfort, but it is also full of joy and so rewarding. There are many ways running has grown my faith and my relationship with God. When I have to run fast, I'm facing a challenging hill, or when wind is pushing against me and I feel like I'm not even moving forward, I keep going. I praise God and I thank Him for the struggle. Running is always one foot in front of the other, one thing at a time, and God willing, one day at a time. All of my experiences and the discipline running requires continues to push me out of my comfort zone and to run for God. My faith family and I love to say, but God. Nothing is impossible with our God. When faced with difficult situations, adding but God to it can totally shift the focus. His will, His word, and His ways are beyond anything we can imagine. With God, will I achieve the two scary, nearly impossible goals? Well, I'll find out. I do know that God has me in the palm of His hand. With failure or success, it will be okay. Because God, it won't always be easy, but with God, it is always worth it. What a great story here. And yeah. she, she shares some scripture here. Psalm 106 two says, who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord? Who can ever praise him enough? What a mouthful. Huh? You know, I don't, I don't know how many times in the Bible it says, but God either directly or indirectly, but it, it says it a lot. And and I love this story because we talk about this a lot. You know, if you've been listening to the, this podcast any at all, you know that Dean and I coach a, a junior triathlon team, and we always say anything worth doing is hard. You know, we even have a T-shirt that has a Joshua 1-9 on it that says, find your comfort zone and leave it. You know, I, I'm convinced, and I think Scripture backs this up, that, that God doesn't want us comfortable because comfort brings complacency. And uh, so, yeah, I just I, I love this story um, that Michelle wrote. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's man, we've got some great storytellers in the in the run for God community. <laughs> yeah. The Israelites, they couldn't get away from the Egyptians. But yep. God, mm-hmm. uh, when when they had no rulers in the time of the judges, uh, everything went south. I mean, the end of judges is is a train wreck. Yeah. It is awful. But. God came right. in and fixed things. When we realize there is a but God, we can accomplish bigger things than we ever thought possible. Isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just I think it's when when we come to the end of ourself, that God can work. Yeah, and uh, yep. I think He teaches us that over and over. And that includes setting these crazy running goals, like Michelle did here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Dean, when when is the last time that you stepped stepped outside your comfort zone? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's been it's, it's probably been too much time, although I'll tell you this, just doing what we're doing now is a little bit outside my comfort zone. It's crazy so. outside. You know, people ask me, they said, you know, I, I, 
I talk about I I always say that I don't think God ever wants me comfortable because you know I I always talk about my journey my my journey through Run for God and how um, He gives me just a little bit He gives me breadcrumbs and He's constantly having me take baby steps outside my comfort zone because looking back you know to the history of Run for God you know it started with a T-shirt just go get twelve T-shirts made that's where Run for God started. Had he told me in December of 2009 to get 12 T-shirts made, start a a Bible study, start writing a curriculum, get that curriculum published, quit your job, have your wife quit her job, um, and and start a ministry that that he is now using all around the world, I would have probably said no way. I'm I'm just being honest here, but— but he always gives you just enough, just enough to to keep moving you outside my comfort zone. Where I am now is miles away from where my comfort zone was back in 2010. But your but comfort zone is larger now. It's right? larger, and that's that's how God works. And I think that's a lesson for all of us in every aspect of our life. You know, it's 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 constantly putting yourself out there a little bit more and a little bit more, and not getting complacent in whatever we do. And, and there's times that we fail when we try to get outside or when we know we're supposed to get outside our comfort zone. I think about times when um, there'll be somebody and we'll, we'll, we'll have a discussion. Maybe I've met somebody that I don't even know, and it'll be clear that God's telling me, I need to pray with this person. Yeah. Sometimes I do that, and then sometimes I walk away from that and I think, ah, that was an opportunity, yeah. um, and, and I missed it. Um, and that's okay. I think God knows that we're going to fail at times. Um, so sometimes getting outside your comfort zone um, is something you know you should do and you don't do, but it makes that next time that you get outside that comfort zone, that next time when I get that opportunity, it makes me want to seize it even more. Yeah. And and the, the, the thing is, is when you do those things outside your comfort zone, you almost never regret it. No. Right? Yeah. And I, I mean, I've, I, I kind of make the statement every now and then, you know, true boldness is is putting your faith into action when the only thing you have to fall back on is what you claim to put your faith in. You know, yeah. so, you know, uh, we're all guilty of saying, well, just just trust God, just trust God. Well, how many times do we actually step out there to where, to where it, if God doesn't show up, it's going to fail? And, man, that is true boldness, and there are some, there are some giants of the faith that, are, that can do that I just wish I could do it better. But, yeah, I mean, true true boldness is putting your faith into action when the only thing you have to fall back on is what you claim to put your no, faith in. That is yeah. so true. Yeah. That's so true. And when she talks about but God moments, then the truth is is that Run for God came about because of a but God moment, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> people ask me all the time. I, I, I say, you know, or I ask myself, what credentials did I have? You know, I was in not that good of a runner. I'm still not that good of a runner. People think I'm this running freak. Dean's Dean's the running <laughs> freak here, uh, but I'm a I'm a slow runner. I'm a nine minute guy. You know, my, my fastest 5K ever was just a hair under 20 minutes. I'm not one of these 15 minute guys. So I had that against me, and I had never written, published, taught anything in my life. I was a builder from Dalton, Georgia. If you've been a part of this ministry anytime you've heard me say that i was a builder i had hammer and nails and i was happy and god but called god. me but god said hey i want you 
to step outside your comfort zone and start this running ministry. And I'm convinced, looking back, that the reason he chose a builder from Dalton, Georgia, is because he knows, he knew that I could never take the credit for anything that's happened. And I can't take the credit for anything that's happened, but God. Yeah. Yeah. She asks another question here. Uh, those, uh, can you praise God in the struggle? Do you really believe our God can do amazing things? I think we should praise God in the struggle. You know, this ministry, we've, we've had some pretty severe struggles. Like I said, we, we don't know it all. We didn't have a, a 10-point bullet list plan of how this ministry was going to go. We still don't have that. We're still figuring this run club out right now as we're, as we're talking, Dean. But we should praise God in the struggles. Um, you know, I, I love reading Paul. You know, and Paul, you know, Paul said, I, I rejoice in my affliction. Yeah. And how much can we learn from that to have peace and contentment when things aren't going our way? When it's going our way, it's easy. Yeah. You know, but when it's not going our way, how much better could we make those situations by praising God instead of complaining Amen. or dropping or whatever it is? I, I look at those two questions and I think the fact that you can praise God in the struggle means that you believe he can exactly. do amazing things, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we've, we a couple of scripture references here that, that she puts in here. Uh, Ephesians 2, 4 says, But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much. Um, and then Romans 1, 20. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. This is, again, Michelle Kraft from Burlington, Kansas. What a great story and a great testimony Absolutely. here. Absolutely. And if you've got a story out there, you hear me say this, everybody has a story. The, the biggest mistake we, meet, we make is thinking, my story can't affect anybody. Michelle's story affected me today. Um, everybody has a story. Everybody has a testimony. And the cool thing about that is nobody can take that from me. And That's we right. want to hear those. We want to hear those run for God stories. We want to hear those God stories uh, because we want to talk about them right here on, on the Run for God podcast. That's what this is all about. So if if you have a story, submit it to us. Go to runforgod.com forward slash devotions. Everything you need to submit your story is right there. And what will they get for free, Dean? A year, a full year of Run for God Run Club. So, I mean, that's a no-brainer. You've got to do it. So get, get, get your devotion submitted today. Get out there and submit it. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run For God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step -step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. So are you out there wondering... If you could become a Run For God coach, or maybe you've, you've thought about it and you thought, I don't know if I can do that. 
Mitchell, can they become a run for God coach? Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. I wasn't qualified 10 years ago. And I stepped out and I do I did what I knew God was calling me to do. And I have no doubt that there are plenty of people listening to this podcast right now who are thinking, man, I would love to encourage people and share Christ through my passion, which is the sport of running, but I just don't know if I can do it. And and the cool thing about is what 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 people have now that I didn't have was a detailed plan of how to do it. Uh, we've spent ten years fine tuning the five K challenge to where anybody can do it amen amen so so if you're thinking if you're wondering ah, i don't know if i can do it you can you can you can if you, just the idea that you're even thinking and wondering tells me that god's probably in your ear telling you you probably ought to think about more doing often it. than not the instructor the coach is changed more than the students yeah i know it did me great story i know it did great you stories. yep and it's time for Dean's Thoughts, a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And this week, it's called The Wonder of It All. I don't know if we have any dog fans out there, but they may like this one. I will catch my dog, Flo Joe, looking out the window from time to time. When the blinds are open, she can sit up right on the couch and just see over the back of the couch to peer out the window. She's looking for birds, cats, squirrels, or anything else she can find, mostly anything that's moving. She's perched in anticipation with her ears perked up like she's ready to go on an adventure as soon as anyone else is ready to go with her. I like to look at running the same way. I like to think there's something out there each day I step out to go for a run, something to look forward to. Maybe I'll see some deer if it's just before the sun goes down, or maybe a snake laying across the road in the sun. That's always an interesting thing to run across. And one time I literally ran across a snake. I guess I had my head down, and suddenly before realizing it, I was close to stepping on the snake, and I had to jump over it at the last second. That will speed up your heart rate even more than the running. (laughs) Sometimes it's just that time of year when everything is beautiful. Maybe the fall season is turning the leaves into interesting shades of yellows, oranges, or reds. Or it's spring and the flowers are blooming and providing an even brighter and more colorful canvas around me. Maybe there's someone waiting for me to run by, even if they don't know it. I remember running by a lady one time who was struggling with a lawnmower. It seems she had driven her lawnmower into a ditch and could not get it out of the steep banked low spot. I was able to use my strength, as paltry as it may be, to get her back to riding again. No one but God knew that meeting was going to take place. What if I changed my route that day? Maybe it'll be one of those magical days when running feels like I'm floating and it all seems easier and more enjoyable than usual. Most of the time, those days come out of nowhere. Maybe today will be the day that my mind begins to wander and I come up with the greatest idea I've ever had. Maybe I'm about to invent something incredible and I just need some time with my thoughts for it all to materialize in my brain. Maybe I'll find something on the side of the road that's interesting. That wouldn't be the first time. I love to watch trains travel along the track and I'll often get to see them while I'm out on my run. Or maybe today will just be an ordinary run when I just make my heart and lungs stronger where I keep my body in shape and healthy, where I run off the food I've eaten and enable myself to be strong enough to keep doing it for a long time, to live another day, to be able to run another day, 
may be one of those extraordinary days. No matter what, it is important that I look at each day the same way Flojo looks out the window, like there's something out there waiting for me to discover it. There's an uncertainty to going out for a run, to be sure, but there are some certainties as well. I know it's good for me. I know it'll make me stronger and healthier. Embracing the good and the uncertainty go hand in hand. There are a lot of uncertainties in our Christian walk, too. We don't know what God has planned for us next. It may be something fantastic, but it may be just an ordinary day, too. But we should look to each day as if he may have something great planned for us because we need to be ready for it when it comes. There have been days when I have had to force my way out the door because I didn't really feel like it that day. But some of those days have turned into incredible runs. If I had not recognized the opportunity that lies in forcing myself to go do something I didn't want to do, I never would have experienced that great day. In the same way, if we don't recognize that every day is a gift from God, we run the risk of going through life having missed many of the greatest days God has in store for us because we choose to sit on the couch instead of getting out the door. Look out that window like Flo Joe does. Realize that there could be something great just past what you can see. If you don't go chase it down, it goes unrecognized, and his plan goes unfulfilled. Find it, and you may find him using you in ways you never thought possible. Wow. Mitchell, have you ever had one of those days where it just felt easy? I have. I have more of the days where it doesn't feel easy. <laughs> but, Dean, as you were reading this story, I was I was thinking about a great example of this. And and this is what I love about my pastor. My, my pastor is a, an incredible man of God. Um, <laughs> but he always talks about when we pray, we must anticipate what we're praying for. Too many times we, we think we're just lobbing up a request and it might or might not get answered. But... You know, Charlie is known in our church for, for praying for revival. But Charlie does something that most people don't give much thought to every single week. We have our, our church parking lot is really, really big, and we have two services right now at our church. So the far ends of the parking lot rarely have any cars, rarely have any cars. Every Sunday morning, Charlie parks in the furthest parking spot from the church. He's all by himself out there, but he's anticipating God. Mm. He's anticipating that parking lot being filled and, and, and just no room in the church. And that, to me, that is a great picture of what you're talking about here. Charlie's he's not only praying for revival, but he's anticipating revival. And that's how we should, we should you know, come to God in all of our prayers is anxiously anticipating what he's going to do. But too many times we don't. Yeah, I, you know, I think about the Emmaus Road where you've got two people who are distraught walking along on their own, and Jesus comes and starts talking to them, and they don't even recognize him. And it's kind of a metaphor for life. A lot of times I think our opportunities are walking right next to us, and we don't even realize that they're there. And until we get to that point, until we anticipate, until we expect it to be there we're not going to recognize it yeah um and it and eventually that that couple realized it when um when the bread was broken but it it, it took them some time and so uh yeah anticipation yeah is, so many times god is right in front of us and we mm. just we're too busy we're distracted whatever it is and we just don't see him but 
so many times if we just slow down, kind of like Flojo, yeah, and just look out the window and anticipate what's coming, man, we can have so many more God moments like that. Yeah, great story, Dean. There is power in people's stories. What I did need and what I was begging for was a relationship that I didn't know that I, I needed and only God could give it to me. I started hearing all these stories that just made me realize this was the right move. I'm here to give these people hope through what Christ can do in their life. Your story can help encourage others around the country, just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others. All right, so we're back and we're going to talk about why running is so awesome. <laughs> and let me let me let me say this. It makes you look better in the mirror, right? Uh I remember there was this local diet guy. I don't know if I should say this or not. There's this local diet guy and he would he would say the reason why we want to diet is because we want to look better. We want to look better naked in the mirror is the way he would put it. <laughs> and and it was always funny, but the truth is we, we do want to look in the mirror, and running will help you to look better. Well, it's hilarious that you say that because my very first, the very first Run for God class ever taught was 10 years ago. And if what do we ask, what, what question do we ask every class? Why are you here? Why are you here? And man, when that question is asked in so many classes, you have these heartfelt, you know, I'm battling depression or. I want to be around for my kids, or I want to lose weight. We want to get our marriage back together, and this is a way to do this. No joke. There was a gentleman in my very first class. His name was David, and after all those tearful reasons, he said, I want to look good in a Speedo. <laughs> now, he was, well, I don't know if he was joking or not. He he kind of laughed like he was joking. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, and, and it does. It's so true, Dean. It, people, there's there's no secret there's no magic pill for losing weight and looking better. It's work. And it's not just about vanity. We joke it's about not. it as if it is, but the truth is is when we look better, we feel we we're going to feel better because the feeling comes along that come with it. With that. Yeah, That's absolutely. Right. That's right. How about this motivational thought for the week? This comes from George Patton who said a lot of colorful things, but he said some great things too. And this is when he says now, if you're going to win any battle, you have to do one thing. You have to make the mind run the body. Never let the body tell the mind what to do. The body will always give up. It is always tired morning, noon, and night. But the body is never tired if the mind is not tired. <laughs> Great words. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's dead on. Yeah, and I think about in, in my coaching duties, I spend a lot of time talking about the mental side of running because, I, to me, if you're going to be competitive and you're going to be good at running, the mental side is, is as important as anything. Um, and it's obviously critical to success. And your mental limitation about how hard you can push is usually your limiting factor. It's not your physical body. No, yeah. I, I remember uh, – I was doing a crazy treadmill run several years ago, and it was it was supposed to be a hundred mile treadmill run. To, That's uh, crazy. To to help a local. Uh, Did y'all hear that? He calls me crazy. 
I didn't do it all, though. That's the difference. I, I couldn't do it all. But anyway, it was for a local charity, and, and it was another guy had asked me to, to run 100 miles on a treadmill with him uh, as part of a fundraiser. And for whatever reason, I agreed. And um, But the first phone call I made was to a he was to a Run for God supporter out in California. I've never met the guy in my life, but I just knew that he was an ultra runner. And I had run several marathons, and so I, I called this gentleman in California, and the question I asked him was, can I do this? Hey, I, I mean, my, my, my weekly mileage was like 40 miles a week at the time, and to do something like that, you're going to be north of 100. And, and he made something. He made a statement that has always stuck, stuck out in my head, and we've used it in coaching a lot. Mm-hmm. He said, Mitchell, if you can run a marathon, you can run 100 miles today, right now, today so long as you think you can. And he said, if you think you can't, then you, then can. you can't. And, and it goes back to that. Who who made the statement, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. I know yeah, that was attributed was to it Ford? I think Ford. Henry Ford. Henry Ford. Yeah, there's been a – but that's so true. I mean, yep. so much of running – so much of life. Yeah, it is, absolutely is true. It's mental. And listen, for you, it may not be, I want to break 20 minutes for a 5K. It may be – I just want to be able to motivate myself to get out the door could be the the thing that is you're letting your body overrule your mind. And sometimes, gosh, I know I've seen it a million times from with myself. Gosh, I don't feel I had a run this weekend. As a matter of fact, Sunday, I had a run where it was all I could do to get out there. And I had decided I was going to run a certain mileage that day. And after just a mile or two, I was like, I just don't feel like doing this. And I just had to keep telling myself over and over again, just keep it, just keep going. It's only an hour. You'll be Mm -hmm. done in an hour. Quit whining. Just keep going. Yeah, and some of our biggest breakthroughs come immediately after some of our lowest points. They do. And and you know, I felt really good when I finished that because it was like I knew it was a struggle, but it felt better knowing that I had struggled than it would have if it had been an easy day. Because nobody has ever said at the end of a run, Man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. That's right. I, I don't know one single runner that's ever said that. That's right. Yeah. We hope that you have enjoyed, once again, this Run Run Club episode. We, we want you to join Run Club. If you're not a part of Run Club already, make sure that you get into runforgod.com and check out Run Club and join today and realize that when you join Run Club, yes, you're getting great content. Yes, you're getting some really cool stuff to be a part of Run Club. You're also supporting a ministry that is reaching out to runners all across the world and in through God's hands and God's hands on our ministry, he is making a difference. Absolutely. Great job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.